This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, David. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Oh, man. This is going to be quite the show, guys. These immediate post-game shows are going to be a little off the hinges. Emotions flowing. Obviously, the chat get going. Let your let your emotions out, Raider Nation. That's what we are. We're passionate fans. Um, Raiders fans, members of Raider Nation. That's what we are. That's what we do. That's why we are the fan base that we are. It's because we're passionate. Um, obviously, we're going to get off the rails and we're going to complain. We're going to critique. We're going to get nuts we're gonna get mad we're gonna get pissed we're gonna say things that we are gonna regret even 10 minutes later um and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that i'm mad i'm frustrated because for the second week in a row i feel like we're putting ourselves in a position where um like these turnovers right to win the game for the las vegas raiders you have to win the turnover battle and the defense isn't going to produce turnovers right uh we're not like a ball hawking team we're not a a team that's going to make a huge difference on defense so we got to be able to control the ball on offense um obviously everyone the the car debate is going to be in in full swing this week absolutely in full swing um i think he i think he played well absolutely um i think he needs to work on uh holding the ball in the pocket absolutely um and that's okay. You know, there's improvements everywhere. I'm sure Darren Waller wants that fumble back. Um, I'm sure there's some penalties that we want back. Um, but there's some improvements there. So the, the, the car debate's going to be all over the board, but um, I feel like he was, you know, playing well, playing to the scheme. Uh, it was weird that Josh Jacobs wasn't featured as much as I thought he could be, playing one of the worst run defenses in the league. 
Ah, man, I feel like number 28 should have been getting the ball more. I feel like that would have been taking a lot more pressure off off our offensive line. I feel like our offensive line could have got back to a little bit of normalcy, getting Sam Young back. Man, shout out to the chat. The chat's going to be wild tonight, absolutely. Welcome, Raider Nation. Welcome, uh, Bills Mafia. I'm sure you guys will be in here a little bit. But, um, man, speechless. Another one of those games where just kind of you kind of black out. We are the shout out to the chat. Ooh, I'm losing the comment here. Robert Serda. We are our own worst enemy. Absolutely agree. This is crazy. Carr did not play good. Stop telling yourself lies. Interesting. Josh Jacobs got shut down. Man. Gruden runs the ball on fourth to one. Shout out to the chat. Like I said, we're emotional. We're passionate. Let the let the feelings out. I have my opinion. It's not always perfect. Clearly, right? Um, John Brown, the Bills' best wide receiver, played okay today. <laughs> not too bad. So, let's get into this thing. Josh Jacobs not being the priority of offense was weird to me. I feel like getting into this game knowing that. Now, I feel like it's weird. This is the second week in a row, and hear me out, is I feel like John Gruden is going into these games hearing the press buzz. Like last week. We went into last week hearing, oh, Belichick's going to eliminate Waller. Oh, he's probably going to eliminate Jacobs, too. He's going to take away your two best options. But he's for sure going to take away Waller. He made some good comments, like, oh, that's the best talent we've seen in a long time. Okay, everyone's like, oh, he's going to take away Waller. I feel like the game plan last week, we didn't even care to even look Waller's way hardly. Really. We really did not look to care Waller's way. I feel like most of the time he was a decoy. A lot of the times that he was open, there was other wide receivers open. So now going into this week, we're thinking like, oh, the Bills' run defense is you know, kind of subpar. They're going to really focus on that. they got to focus on Jacobs. they got to focus on this. And I feel like the Raiders are thinking like, oh, we're going to sneak attack him. We're not going to attack him with Jacobs, and we're going to go through the air. Because I, I would like to see the numbers at the end of the day, but I feel like we've thrown more on first down this week than we have any other week. Um, it's not just Gruden. It's not just Gruden. A lot of mad faces in the chat. I don't like angry faces, guys. Turn that frown upside down. On a good note, I had some really good barbecue before the game started. Cooked a tri-tip. Some good vegetables. Some zucchini for the wife. Some potato. Potato wedges. Pretty good. Thinking of, think of it as a on a, on a positive. Uh, we're two and two, but next week we got a really tough matchup, right? Darren Waller had a, had a little bit of a comeback, I would say this week. Um, he got that rollback where he was a little bit of a go-to. He was able to get out there and make some big plays, make some catches, break some tackles, pick up some first downs. But the offensive line is something that's a little concerning to me. Critique. Mean five nineteen wants me to critique. We're working on that. Okay, I like that. Benzaman, 500 SI. Um, I'm kind of with that right now, right? The offensive line was getting bullied a little bit this week again. I, I felt a little bit better about it getting Sam Young back in replace of Denzel Good playing right tackle. So Sam Young comes in, he steps in at right tackle. Um, we're able to kind of shift the offensive line back around into their natural positions. And they're just getting bullied, uh, really, in the run game. And, like, the few times I felt like we were trying not to run it that much. I felt like we were trying to go 
you know, quality over quantity this week for the first time in a while, um, and it didn't work. Shout out to the super chat. We got Edgar V in here. Um, it's vol- It's both sides of the ball said and done. No, you know what? And, and Edgar, you make a great point. Honestly, thank you for the donation. I appreciate that. All super chats, obviously. Uh, any super chat question, I'm going to answer 100 um, percent of the time, hopefully. But it's the ultimate team sport. And as a football team, you can sit here and try and point fingers. Obviously, the easiest to point a finger at, you try and point it at Derek Carr, right? He's the quarterback. He's going to get the most scrutiny. You're going to look at that fumble, and you're going to say, oh, it was Derek Carr's fault. We're already down. And I feel like, you know, there there was points where even early in the game, taking away that deep touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar, everyone's going to forget about that. That was an amazing play. Let's wipe that off the stat sheet just because of an illegal formation. Chinsy play, kind of stupid in my opinion. So I mean, that's just my opinion, anyways. Um, but seeing things like that, it, it's just it's frustrating. Um, seeing there there was two plays, two throws that were just man, this is what's crazy. It's a game of inches because you look at the, there's a Zay, Zay Jones reception and a, and a Darren Waller reception that were maybe about this far off from being completed. About that far off, right there, right there, right there. It's not much. Some of your girlfriends might think that's a lot, but. It's not much. Sorry. No jokes here. No jokes. It's uncalled for. Um, But if we had those plays, if we had connected on those plays, those are game-changing plays. Deep passes. um, Momentum-shifting plays. Those are things that we want back. So I completely agree. Offense and defense's fault. Ultimate team sport and the Raiders as a whole um, need to get that thing figured out. Um, Case C. Comments. We have no depth at defensive back. Um, also, don't air it out even when we're losing. I can agree with that. Um, it seems like uh, my friend Matt Fallon here says that the best is is Gruden gets in that phase of he plays to not lose. He gets conservative. And it's almost like he, w- he wants to keep it a close game, but he, he doesn't want to absolutely just like go after it as soon as, we- as soon as we're down in the game. And I-, I don't quite understand that because as soon as our offense gets into that two-minute offense, as soon as we get into a phase where we want to start throwing things down the field, it seems like we start making some plays. Chat's going wild, guys. Jose Lopez, shout out. Appreciate you guys. Case, appreciate the donation. Jose, appreciate the donation. We suck. The Chiefs are going to eat us alive. Any given Sunday. That's all I have to say. Um, I'm, I've, I'm never one. Look right now, obviously we're post game after two losses. Doesn't feel good. Um, thank God for the two first wins when we're two and zero. things were different. Any given Sunday, um, as a Raider fan, I don't care where we sit. I've never woken up on game day thinking we could lose. I always expect a chance for us to win. So that's where I sit. Jose, appreciate the comment. Appreciate the donation. Uh, Vince Morales, the offense was hot and cold at times. O-line is suspect um defense defensive scheme needs a change hashtag raider nation raider nation for life brother appreciate that um that was a pretty good assessment a weird topic for me i guess to bring up is paul gunther in the box weird i wonder if things are changing a little bit for the defensive side of the ball i wonder if play calls are changing i wonder if if marinelli's getting a little bit more involved obviously what he's doing though isn't enough but I like that assessment. I think defensive scheme does need to change. There was times where I think the corners looked lost. I think there was a lot of times, actually, where the secondary looked lost. It's almost weird. Um, even LaMarcus Joyner, a guy that's been in the system like to be the dude, like he was brought in and groomed to be the nickel cornerback, 
for Paul Gunther. And John Gruden's even said it multiple times, like the the nickel corner in Paul Gunther's scheme needs to be like uh, like the leading uh, could be the leading tackler on the team. And he's looking lost. Meek Robertson gets put put into that, and what happens? What happens? Looks like the chat's getting spammed a little bit. That's why we got moderators, folks. Shout out to everybody that's listening to the Post Produced Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. <sighs> Hopefully, the show is a little bit more productive than what we're seeing on the field these last couple weeks. Where was the fourth overall pick? Um, I'm not going to call it individual players. Um, I know there's a lot of pressure, obviously, on Cleveland Farrell, and pretty soon we're going to be bringing in my guy here, Kenny King Jr. Um, but I would say, obviously, you know, you're looking for more out of your number four overall pick, Cleveland Farrell. I don't know what your name is, D the Sun. Thanks, I appreciate the donation. I can't really read your username, but um, I'm more disappointed in the defensive line production. I want to see more pressure on the quarterback. It was cool to see Mo Hurst kind of getting some pressure up in there, Arden Key getting some pressure up in there, getting a little angry. Um, I'm really disappointed in Malik Collins. I haven't heard his name called at all. And, and had he not signed with us in the offseason, had he not been talked about so much in press conferences, I wouldn't even be sure that Malik Collins is even on our football team. I guess I'm going to call it some players. I lied. I wouldn't be sure that Malik Collins is even on our football team right now. And he was supposed to be, right, what was the words of John Gruden? He, our defense is going to only go as far as Malik Collins takes us, is what John Gruden says. Rich D says, this is what happens when you draft people who love football super early. Hey, man, it happens. I understand what you're saying. I know you're looking for talent um, and you're trying to flip the coin. But in my opinion, I guess it's kind of a safer bet, right? You're rolling the dice. And I get I know what you're saying. Um, but in the same breath, you got to look at the Raiders. And we needed a culture change more than we needed anything. Yes, you could use more talent. Yes, you could use more improvement um, talent-wise. But... We needed a culture change. We needed a locker room change. We needed guys that were going to be high character um, and bring in young guys and let this youth take over the football team. Shout out to um, Kyler Pittman. I appreciate the donation. Didn't see a comment to it, but I appreciate the donation. One of those games where I blacked out a little bit. I have two comments here on the offense. Jason Witten sure surprised me. It's weird. It's so weird seeing Jason Witten catching touchdowns for the silver and black. And I will say one thing. Alec Ingold is a real weapon for this offense. Alec Ingold, number 45, the fullback, is a real weapon for this offense. Now we just got to find ways to use him. Him and Josh Jacobs. John Gruden, this is your time. You have the recipe. You got your ingredients to your stew or whatever you call it with Ingold and Jacobs. Find ways to use them. Ingold is hurtling, guys. He's hurtling guys one week, and then he's lowering his shoulders, and he's going like waist level into linebackers and DBs picking up yards on the sideline the week later. Ultimate recipe. Josh Jacobs a little banged up, but he's still out there, in my opinion, playing 90%, still playing well, but not getting the workload that he deserves. we got to be more creative to get number 28 the football. That's all I have to say. I don't have any more comments. Me and Kenny King are going to be looking for some comments here in the chat. We'll take a little Q&A, um, but I'm going to take a quick break. And I'm going to give my guy, Kenny King, a call. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more. So, see if I can set this up right. A little, uh, I'm a little discombobulated. A little discombobulated. So, hopefully, we can run the stream right um, and get everything going. So, give me a quick break, and we'll be right back with my guy, Kenny King Jr. You've counted on restaurants. Now, they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. 
DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for $5 off your order with DoorDash. When you accumulate all of that together, it is not a recipe for success. And that's why the Raiders lost the game. It wasn't because of one player. It wasn't because, you know, of it wasn't because of Carr. It wasn't because yeah. of, you know, one person on the defense. It wasn't because of, you know, anything. It was because of a whole cumulative effort. You know, the offensive line didn't block as well as they have been. You know, missing Trent Brown <sighs> is quite prevalent at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, missing Richie Incognito is quite prevalent at this point. You know, Denzel Good, he played well at times, but you can't replicate Trent and Richie. You have these guys on the line for a reason. These guys are starters for a reason. And obviously, Richie's out on IR. Trent is, I don't know. Um, but it's starting to get frustrating at this point. I agree. I agree. See, chat, I told you guys that. I was going to be a little discombobulated. I muted myself there for a second. I'm, I'm just, I'm so, another game where it's kind of, like, you black out during a Kenny King. Like, you don't even know. It's crazy. I'm I'm in, you know, both of us, actually, you know, we're at stage door week two for the Saints game. And I feel like I've never been more distracted during a football game in my life. And I think I could come away with more from that than I did sitting on my couch watching this entire football game. It's It's almost unreal seeing the chances, the points, the things that we just left on the field. I, I don't see how, like, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to put blame on anybody. And, and, you know, there's one, actually, one comment I want to address here, and that's um, everybody, you know, going at Eric Harris. Um, and, and you know what? I get it. Like, I get it. He's not, you know, some Pro Bowl safety. I get it. Um, he's not perfect. I get it. Did he sign himself up to be the starting safety no he's out there just you know doing his best I think at that point you don't blame and drag Eric Harris I think you blame and and drag um, a reason that this football team didn't put someone else on the field right I think I think that's where you look at in the secondary and you see these holes blame the players I think I think they're doing everything that they can I think they're trying their best but goodness gracious I just feel like is, is it the personnel is it the scheme is Paul Gunther not putting these guys and playing them to their strengths is it Eric Harris or is Paul Gunther just not catering to what Eric Harris is better at or Jonathan Abram not catering to what he's better at? It was nice to see, uh, side note, Jonathan Abram being a little bit more of a kind of do-it-all guy, right? Yeah. I think that, you know, I think the biggest thing is you have to look at the past three years. And defensively, the past three years, this defense has not been good. You know, each year – the Raiders are putting pieces in place to build this defense. The Raiders have spent a lot of time and money on this defense throughout the draft through free agency. And they're putting players that should be making plays. You have a guy like Corey Littleton, who was an absolute stud 
in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. You have a guy like Malik Collins who was supposed to come in and be the leader on this defensive line. He's wearing a C on his chest. You've got Eric Harris who's a grinder, and he's obviously a guy who's probably not a projected starter on 31 NFL football teams, but he got the job right now because of the work that he does and also because of default. But you have to look at where the biggest denominator is, and the biggest denominator is at the top. You have to look at coaching. You know, when we look at this team, when we look at the defense and we look at the schemes and we're watching the game, I've heard on two accounts now, not only, you know, just myself talking, but I heard Adam Archuleta say on TV and I heard Lincoln Kennedy say on the radio, this defense does not know what they're doing. They look confused out there. If your defense looks confused out there, that is a product of coaching. And we have to start pointing the finger back at Paul Gunther. Yeah, no, that, that and that's the thing. It's. They're, they don't even look like they're in position to make a play, and that's what's frustrating. Whenever I see a third and seven and the defensive backs, I took a screenshot earlier of a third – I believe it was a third and seven or third and eight, and the defensive backs are like a yard behind the first down marker. Why are we doing that? Why are we giving right. the offense a chance to run whatever route they want to? It's like saying, here you go. Do whatever you guys want. And hopefully we can guess it right, and our defensive backs can jump on the ball. That's basically what they're saying. You're not able, you're not there to disrupt their route. You're not there to disrupt their play. You have a whole two seconds to run the correct play. And and I don't know why we're gambling like that. This soft zone defense, the soft zone putting Trayvon Mullen way back. No, he is what the per PFF. What was he? The second best or best? Right. Um, press coverage corner in the first three weeks. Okay, let's line up line them up eight yards off the line of scrimmage. What's that gonna freaking do? Stefan Diggs, a guy that I didn't even know existed <laughs> four days ago. <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. But a guy that is is a pristine route runner. I talked to a Bills podcast on Tuesday night. Um, and that was one thing I've always loved about Diggs is he's, he's a very pristine route runner. And I told them the only way we're going to stop him and especially John Brown is if we get in their face and we stuff them, we throw them off their ways. They're good when they're not touched their footwork, they're crafty, they're great. Um, they're not a physical wide receiver. So what do we let them do today? We let them be great and not physical and crafty in the open field. And we paid for it. We absolutely paid for it. And John Brown, the Bills' best wide receiver, actually went <laughs> out there and yeah, this is. I'm sorry, I had to get this off my chest. Anyways, what what are your thoughts on how um, our defensive bo- defensive backs and and the defense overall under Paul Gunther is playing? Well, first and foremost, Cody, the reason why we lost this game, the reason why the Raiders lost this game, is because you had a trash take and you didn't know who Stephon Diggs was and you thought that John Brown was their number one receiver. So you, as a fan, it's my fault. You're the reason why we lost this game. That's that's first and foremost. I mean, let's put it on you. Let's put it all on you because obviously you're out there coaching. You're out there playing. You're out there doing yeah. all the things. My fault. And to the chat, if you're listening, yeah, it's Cody's fault. Blame Cody. Uh, <laughs> you can add him at Raider Cody. Uh, it's all his fault. He loves the heat. So wait, uh, what? No, hold on. While you're talking about me, real quick, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on this real quick. I'm like <laughs> not not even. I'm so close to 10,000 subscribers. I get it. We lost, but let's like let's make something positive out of this Raider Nation. Can you get me over 10k? Like we're right there. If you're li- if you're watching this right now and you're not subscribed, subscribed. And and if you're subscribed to mine, take some time out of your day while you're at it. Search Kenny King Jr. on YouTube. Subscribe to his because he's dropping some fire content too. And okay, you know, go ahead. We'll talk about you more in a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll talk about me more in a little bit. Um, <laughs> 
But I think that, you know, we talk about the DBs and obviously, you know, the DB play and, and the soft zone coverage is, is frustrating. But let's focus on the bright pink elephant in the room and the defensive line and what they are not doing. And they're not creating pressure. And when the defensive line doesn't create pressure, and I can tell you this from experience because I played defensive line at a very high level. I didn't play in the NFL, but I played in college. I played at D1. So I know a thing or two about defensive line. And the defensive line is not getting pressure. Your linebackers are going to suffer, and your your safeties and your DBs are going to suffer. If you are not getting pressure, the quarterback has time to throw the ball, wide receivers have time to get open, running backs have time to get open, and they can do whatever they want to do. And that's what Josh Allen was out there doing, was just moving the ball at will, doing whatever he wanted to do. Yes, our coverage may not have been up to par. However, if you have the defensive line getting after it, you can actually set shut down some passes we look at last year you look at the team last year with a defensive line under brenton buckner we had a young defensive line we had almost the same guys out there but they were getting more pressure they were getting more sacks they were getting to the quarterback more and it also helped our defense and our defense was still not great last year but they were able to stop the run they were able to stop the pass sometimes now we're not even stopping it all the time now we're, we're basically out there just letting them catch and do whatever they want and then late late in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left, then the defense wants to make a stop. Yeah. The ultimate team sport, right, Kenny King? It is the ultimate. I mean, look, you don't block on offense, you can't run the ball. You can't pass the ball, you can't get the ball to receivers. If you don't if you don't rush a passer on defense, you can't you can't tackle. I mean, our tackling was atrocious once again. Um, you know, our pass rush was horrible. Our blitzing at times looked like it was blitzing just to call a blitz. I mean, I saw one where Abram was eight yards back coming from a blitz. He didn't even step up to make the play. Those are the things that are frustrating. Now, there were some some bright spots. I think the Joiner played pretty well today in, in some situations. Trayvon Mullen played well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Mo Hurst had his, had his moments. Jonathan Hankins had his moments. Abram. But there were so – Abram Abram had his moments. But there's so many – miscues there's so many missteps where it's hard to say oh this player had a good game this player had a good game this player you know did their job i mean Derek carr had 311 yards two touchdowns and he played a good game on paper but it didn't translate into the game because there were key drops there were key penalties and there were a lot of miscues where just like last week right and then also i mean the other thing that pisses me off about this game is why are we not going for it in some of these situations? Why are we taking three points? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's there. We took we took the safe route, and I was okay with the three at first. Um, but whenever Derek's wheeling and dealing, I would have been all for them exactly. going for it on fourth down. You know, I mean, I could have gone either way, but I mean, why not play to win? And I feel like that's where we're losing that mentality. I feel like I feel like you kick that field goal, Kenny King, if you have confidence in the defense to go make another stop. Right. I look at it like this. When Derek is playing aggressively and he's out there throwing the ball and, and you know taking deep shots and taking chances and running the ball, that's when you go for it. I think that when you're not moving the football and you're having a hard time getting first downs and whatnot, that's when you kick it. That's when you say, you know what, let's just take the easy points. Let's get three and let's you know let our defense do something. But when you're out there and you're moving the football effectively – have faith in your quarterback, John Gruden. Have faith in your quarterback that your offense is going to go in there and they're going to get the first down they're going to score. Because I think that had we gone for it, here's the other thing. And I'm all over the place because I'm frustrated. But 
here's the other thing. You you go for it on the fourth and one where it doesn't make sense out of the shotgun and you run it, but you don't go for it in the red zone. What was up with that uh that run? That draw play or whatever that was to to Jacobs right there. And I you know, I get it, but our that's what's weird. I talked about this earlier is I felt like um I don't know if like Gruden kind of like bit into the hype or tried to tried to overthink things and know that the Bills were a little susceptible to the run. And you try to like maybe sneak attack it on them instead of we got away from everything that I felt like was winning us the game before, and that was you know, putting them in a power formation and running it down their throats. You know? And we're not getting creative. And then we just expect out of nowhere on a fourth and two, like we're gonna just like have a cute little handoff out of shotgun and expect to pick it up on fourth down i don't really i don't understand the thing you spread them out wide go five wide go five wide and pick them apart i mean there was and this is one thing that i was really happy with um in a bright spot in this in this dark time and that's our wide receiver depth And, and a lot of people you know myself as um co-president of the of the car stand club i like to be co-president because i'm gonna make you my co-president just for fun (laughs) um i i did not have any excuses for him going into this week because he had zay jones nelson Aguilar, and hunter infro those three wide receivers in my opinion were going to be just fine and they came into this week playing freaking great and i love the rookies and what they're bringing and, and i feel like we're missing henry ruggs but i don't feel like we lose much of a beat with nelson Aguilar, who one is has some sneaky separation. Zay Jones, who has a lot to prove, and Hunter Renfro, who is no matter who's on the field, our go-to receiver besides Darren Waller. So, um, Kenny King, talk about our our weapons. Even though we're banged up at wide receiver, how do you feel um, about our our wide receiver depth? You know, offensively, looking at the receivers today, I think Zay Jones played great. I think Nelson Aguilar had a really good game. I think Darren Waller, you know he got involved and he got, you know, he, he had a few, I mean, he had the drop, he had the fumble, but Darren Waller was on point for most of the game. Jason Winton was sneaky. Good. Uh, I would have liked to see more Foster Moreau. I still want to see more Foster Moreau and I want to see more Valak Ingold. I think that those are two guys that are heavily underutilized. I think that when you have Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs back, that obviously adds a lot more to the depth when you have your number one and two receivers out, it does give you a little bit of a change on the offensive play calling, but you know, you look at what we were able to do, and we were able to move the ball. We were able to get the ball to to the open receivers. They were able to get separation. Hunter was able to go up there and, and grab some great catches. Nelson was able to grab a, a nice touchdown. You know, Witten was able to make some plays. So we've got playmakers on offense. I don't think that that's the problem. I think that, one, I think play calling needs to be more aggressive. And, two, you know, we need to continue to work with what works. I saw that, you know, later in the game, Josh Jacobs started breaking some big runs. And I even tweeted this out. I said, Josh is going to break a big one soon. And I get it. We're down. But you, you, you can't abandon what's working. You know, those are some things that kind of stood out to me. Yeah. No, I agree. Kenny King Jr. This was, um, man, we had, like I said, we had that wake-up call. We had that wake-up call. And now we're sitting at a point to where – where do we go from here? We're facing in week five a Kansas City Chiefs team um, that's coming on just a little bit shorter week than usual, right? They end up getting officially scheduled for Monday Night Football. Um, so we'll see what they're made of tomorrow night against the Patriots that we just played without Cam Newton now. 
What do we do, Kenny King? Uh, is is there still light at the end of the tunnel? Do do we see this Kansas City game as a if we win, awesome, and if we don't, there's still hope? Or what's your outlook now at this point? Because like I said, I like to see the season as a quarter at a time. Well, we're a yep. quarter in and we're 50-50, I'd say. Yep. So where do you sit on it? Glass half full, glass half empty? Uh, the glass is just halfway there. I don't think it's half full or half empty. I think that there's a lot of – there's a lot of things offensively that need work. There's a lot of things defensively that need work. But we look at this team and we look at what they can do. And I think that if we go into KC and we beat KC, coming off, they're coming off a short week. You know, hopefully some guys get healthy. Uh, when we go into KC, we have almost a full a full squad. Hopefully we get Trent Brown back. Hopefully we get Henry Ruggs back. Hopefully the defense, you know, has has gotten it together. Um, and we win. That's a game that we can go into the bye week and be a little confident on. And that's a game that we can, you know, go in and say, okay, we're three and two going into bye week. We're feeling good about ourselves. I think if we go in and we lose to KC, then one, going into the bye week, you have to regroup. Uh, and some changes need to be made. I think that, you know, you need to look at some changes defensively. You know, if John Gruden views this as a playoff team, if Mike Mayock views this as a playoff team and they don't think that defensively Paul Gunther is the way to go, that is the time that you make the change. Um, but really, it's going to come down to what happens against KC. Is KC a winnable game? Potentially. Uh, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, this is a game that we can easily go in and win. I'm not going to say this is a game that we can go in and, and dominate because it's not. This is a game that it could potentially be winnable if the chips fall in the right places. But this is not a game that the Raiders can take lightly. This is not a game that the Raiders can go in and be overhyped for. But this is also a game that they cannot go in and they cannot act fearful and not take the shots necessary that they need to win the game. I completely agree. Kenny King, I'm going to take a quick moment. Appreciate your thoughts, brother. For one, I'd like to extend again for the second or third week in a row that your audio quality is amazing. And your audio quality, I would say right now, is because you're kind of getting into my shoes where I'm like super like overcritical about it because you are now producing your own podcast, bro. Your own yeah. podcast. And for those that are listening, I didn't put it in the YouTube channel because I'm going to save it for the post-produced podcast. So if you're listening to this in podcast version, my guy Kenny King Jr. here is now producing, hosting and producing some great guests, um, still, I would say Raiders-based, um, but getting out of the realm a little bit. Uh, my guy KK here likes to uh, get a little bit more into pop, pop culture outside of football, bigger than football things, and it's amazing. So there's going to be a link in the description of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. It's called The Training Table. If you're watching this on YouTube, The Training Table on your favorite podcast platform. Newest member, and as if we weren't family enough already, brother, <laughs> Blue right. Wire family members now, bro. Congrats, man. How amped up are you for your own show? I'm excited, man. You know, it's been a long time coming. We've, you know, we've obviously done a few real talk episodes on on your on your platform. Uh, yeah. But to you know to launch my own podcast and to to get it out there, uh, it's it's exciting. You know, it's a lot of work, and I. You know, I definitely have a lot more respect for the work that you do on the production level uh, because, you know, I learned the first 
with the first episode, uh, there's a lot to post produce, and I was you know yeah. doing it for about two hours, and I've I've been able to whittle that down and, and get a little bit better with it, but and it's fun, it's a fun experience, it's fun getting out there grinding um, and and having something to call my own. So it, it's nice to to do that. It's great to be part of the Blue Wire Network. Um, there's a ton of amazing creators out there mm-hmm. that I'm really excited to work with, and so I'm I'm fired up about you know where this is going to go. Good stuff, Kenny King Jr. Um, appreciate you joining me. Um, we're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, joining me is going to be our guy, Eddie Borsili. But Kenny, my guy, um, I guess we'll talk in a little less than a week, right? I mean, we'll we'll probably talk after this. this YouTube, <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, maybe man. I'll have you on my podcast. Who knows? Hey. So, oh, a little uh, – little secret there and dropping out little um little nuggets there for the next podcast make sure you subscribe then you can hear us um talk our bs a little bit more on kenny king's podcast yeah (laughs) good stuff my guy we'll talk soon man all right brother guys and we are back so like i said this quick break is gonna be provided by blue wire um and my bookie of course whenever you go back and listen to your podcast version you're gonna be listening to a few blue wire ads um but right now i'm gonna be talking to you guys real quick um absolute rough game i'm not really sure where i sit on the entire thing eddie bring us into this you might drop out real quick but where do you uh where, where do you sit right now on the two and two las vegas raiders it's just frustrating, man. You know that you can see that the talent is there for this football team. Two wins early, jumping out to two and zero, and for the most part, you know more of this game than the Patriot game. They've been in both, all four games this season. It's just if your defense doesn't give you a chance to compete, you're not going to be able to compete against good football teams in the National Football League. And the Raiders' defense is giving nothing, bringing nothing to the table so far. The first four weeks of the season, there's no playmakers. Nobody's making a difference. Guys look confused out there. There's no way you can win football games in the National Football League if your defense gives up 30-plus points a game. It's just not happening. You can't expect the offense to go out there and score 35-plus a game. It's just not realistic. No, I agree. And it's uh, we, we I think the key word for this is ultimate team sport. And there's not really anything on all aspects. I feel like the passing game is able to get going whenever we want it to, but we're not able to mix it enough with Josh Jacobs to have a lethal running offense. And there's times of the defense where – like last week, we last week we come out like stuffing them, and and we're doing great, and we're looking like a pretty good defense, and then we lose it, and then this week we come out just floodgates open, we decide to make a couple random stops, um, and we can't get on cue, and then there's turnovers, and then there's the refs that for whatever reason are still just against us. I can't find in these last two weeks one real good positive that we can take away. There's not one good position group. The pre-snap penalties are not our not on our side. The, the turnovers are not on our side. There's really nothing for me, Eddie, to just be like, look, fix this one thing and, and we get it moving. But where do you sit with it? Well, listen, and this is not taking anything away because Josh Allen from the Bills is a, an absolute stud. Like any throw in a football field, you saw some of the throws he made today. 
some of the catches by some of his receivers, high point the ball, Stephon Diggs, John Brown. This is not to take anything away from teams that we're playing because we played four good teams, four good offenses. But again, like you said, this team generates no pass for us whatsoever. They can't get there with four guys. They can't get they can't get there when it's, you know when it's a coverage sack. They let the quarterback escape out of the pocket. They had one today when Josh Allen turned back into 2019 Josh Allen and just kind of ran into the defense. But other than that, there is no consistent pass rush in this league. You're not going to yeah. win football games. If you can't get to the quarterback, they cannot get near the quarterback. Josh Allen was sitting back there all day long, all day to throw, and made plays. Any quarterback in this league, besides the ones like playing like Josh Allen, who's playing out of his mind right now, if you give them that time, they're going to pick you apart. Patrick Mahomes, if you give him time, will destroy this team next week. They will put 50 points up against this defense next week. You need guys. There is nobody on this defense making any plays. There's no, there's no, you know, out there, there's, there's nobody playing with their hair on fire. You had one play by Jonathan Abrams today when you saw him come up and you, you see what type of player he can be. But that's not there consistently. That's not there consistently from Max Crosby, not from Corey Littleton. Like you said, not one player in this position, not one position group is making a difference right now. Nobody. And it, it starts with the pass rush because the pass rush makes everything else better. And these mm-hmm. guys can't get to the quarterback. And it's really, really troubling at this point in the season so early. Yeah, you're right, because our secondary, for the most part, is even just being mediocre with no pass rush is kind of a win. Like, the, like they're there, but the production isn't all the way there just because they're not all the way meshing. Um, it's frustrating. I'm not sure where it begins. I don't know if it begins with Paul Gunther just deciding to go sit up in the box instead of being on the field. I don't know what changes are going on right now with play calling on defense. but I say, too, but go to the when the Raiders you know, made the playoffs. You know, you take away Khalil Mack off that football team, and the defense is the same thing. It's just a bunch of guys running around that look completely lost out there. So I don't know. I mean, I tweet like I tweeted today. It can't always be the coach. It can't always be the players. But for whatever reason, every year this team's defense trots out there, and every year this defense is not able to compete at an NFL level. And I don't get it. Every guy they bring in on at free agency doesn't work out. LaMarcus Joyner looks lost at times. Corey Littleton doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. I just don't understand it. The coaches change. The players change. The one thing that stays consistent is his defense can't get off the field. And it was it was really cool back in the day in the 70s and 80s when the Raider team can go out there and chuck it all around in the old AFL days and the Raiders can go in these these, these shootouts. It's just not happening. The offense has, has been hampered by injuries, by other things, and it's just not the case. You can't expect them to go out and win shootouts every day. So it was cool back in the day to go out there and give up 30 points a game. It's not cool anymore because they look like a disorganized group, and it starts with the with the defensive coordinator. I I understand, and and your your common theme here is pass rush, as it has been obviously for all of us the last few years. Um, one player I want to ask about that I haven't asked about in the, in a few weeks because I'm waiting for him to heat up. Uh, but that's Max Crosby, and not just because um, I feel like his his production's been kind of a little bit of a roller coaster this year. Of course, he had the two sacks last week. But he's also had two, what is it, offsides penalties, one on special teams last week, uh, one on a, th- was it a third down? Turned it from like a third and 11, right, to a third and six. Um, yeah, of course, they converted that. 11, yep, yep. What do you, those, how do you feel about, how do you feel about 98 overall? Just because, um, like I said, not just because of his production, but then there's third downs that I'm seeing with him not on the field. I, I feel like 98, it, the player that we expect him to be is a player to be on the field 95% of the snaps, but there was a lot of times where I seen like Nassib and Arden Key out there with Cleveland Farrell moving inside. Uh, why is it 98 out there? And Eddie, what's what's your thoughts on him and what his progression this season? 
Well, before we get to Max Crosby, too, let's call a spade a spade here. Rod Marinelli was brought in because John Gruden loves Rod Marinelli. He's yeah. a well-established coach in this league. They get rid of Brentson Buckner. This defensive line has regressed. Okay, it's the same yeah. thing as from last year. You add a couple, couple different, uh, you know, different pieces with yeah. Collins and those guys in Nassib, and the defensive line has progressed for whatever reason. Farrell looks like a non-factor in every single aspect wherever he goes. He's decent against the run. He, he doesn't even sniff the quarterback. Arden Key still plays like he has no idea who's getting the ball, what he's doing. He's just going out there and hitting. The reason why he's on the field and Colin Nassib is on the field, you, know, you could say that they're high-motor guys, but again, Max Crosby's production is a little bit down, but he had such a good season last year. I think a little, you know, unfair expectations are put on him. This guy's not a light, this guy's not a, a defense saver. We're not we shouldn't base our entire defense around the production of Max Crosby. He should be a part of the defense. So um, he's the guy I'm least concerned about at defensive line. Col- Malik Collins has been uh, atrocious uh, since he's come over from Dallas. He got I said the same, yeah. like I said, Burrell's been Burrell's been a, literally a non-factor, and you cannot have that as the number four pick in the draft. I mean, Mohurst had shows a flash of sign. I love ball. Hankins was getting pushed around the run game. Bottom line is the whole defensive line as a group has regressed under a guy that you brought in that fired the coach last year where they showed strides and actually had sacks and production, and it's been atrocious. It's been bad in every sense of the word. So if you look at it as a whole, not just Max Crosby, you look at it as a whole as a unit, that again, that just that whole unit is getting eaten alive. Every line that they've gone against has eaten that team up solid. There is no interior pass rush whatsoever. They get no push up the middle. So the outside guys are trying to do it on their own. Crosby gets there a couple times, but again, there's just absolutely no consistency whatsoever. None. Yeah, I 100% agree. Eddie Bersili, I appreciate your uh, opinion every time you call in. That's why you're the most honorary guest on this show. Um, Coming in hot from the Stage Door Casino Hotline. Drop in the comments right now where you guys are listening from, an area code, a city, a state, a country. I don't care. Drop where you're listening from, but I will tell you one thing. Whenever you guys do visit Las Vegas, whether it's a home game, an away game, whether you're allowed in the stands or you're not, make sure you guys visit Stage Door Casino because I'm dubbing it the unofficial Raider Bar, the unofficial bar for Raider Nation to go to. Um, it, it's a cool little spot. You get set up. There's there's Raider jerseys everywhere. Um, my guy John in there is, is amazing. The bar manager, Kendra, she's awesome. Um, absolutely, they just bleed silver and black, and they're all about Raiders fans coming in there, being loud, wearing your masks, doing what we do naturally at a tailgate, and that's what they bring to the table. So uh, coming in hot on the Stage Door Casino Hotline, Eddie, the same thing that I asked Kenny, and I want to know your opinion right now. We're sitting two and two. We came off a really hot two weeks. Right? We, we had it. We had a, a, you know, a close kind of iffy win where you don't know where we sat week one. We had a big time primetime win against the Saints, which was awesome. And then these last two weeks, we kind of had like a little blowout, um, you know, ugly loss last week and, and a game this week that I felt like we could have won, but we didn't. Uh, but we're two and two. We're, we're, we're a 500 team and we're on basically the hinges of where we sit on I guess technically after a quarter way through the season I guess maybe sitting on the bubble of playoffs or I mean a 500 team right that's where you sit throughout the season uh so what's the outlook I guess for the the, the final 12 games you know it, it, it's hard it's hard to say right now like you said you, you, at this point they are what you are with the best you are what your record says you are so again like you said they're a 500 football team but it, it keeps on coming back to the head coach they brought this head coach back they brought John Gruden back much ballyhooed, gave him $100 million to be the guy, to be the guy 
I don't see the, the biggest thing for me. I don't see that Chucky mindset. I don't see that guy that used to have that fire on the sidelines. And I, again, I understand it's a different climate, different sense. But play calling to me, John Gruden is managing this football team like they have a really good defense and they just want to go out there yeah. and put points on the board. You know, the, 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 the fourth downs where you don't go for a – you saw the Buffalo Bills today. Fourth, fourth and two at the 50-yard line is not even a decision. The offense stays on the field. They go for the kill. You don't have that right now with this Raider football team. You don't have that identity as an offense where teams will be scared, you know, to, to put their best players on the field. They're scared to, to what a John Gruden-led team is going to be. So that's what worries me the most. I think the defense will settle down as the season goes. They can't be – honestly, they can't be as bad as they are now. Maybe they, they, they will next week versus the Chiefs, but statistically it's always going to come down. They're going to get settled in. If you think about it, this is really like the fourth preseason game if you want to really go there for guys that are younger players. But, you know – they're playing at Kansas City, a house of hearts, next week. You can't expect much there. And they got Tom Brady, who's being, doing Tom Brady things. So you could easily sit here and be looking at two and four after six weeks, and you dig yourself into a huge hole in this AFC when you have teams like the Browns and you have teams like the Steelers and the Ravens buying to these playoff spots. This team has to get hot. This team has to win a game. That's why they needed to play better today, smarter. Mm-hmm. And if you could – beat a, a team like the Buffalo Bills, escape their 3-1, and one, and you're really cooking. It, it, it always comes back to confidence with me. This team just doesn't show the confidence week in and week out that it can go out there and compete with the other teams in the AFC. It doesn't show to me on the field that these guys can go toe-to-toe with teams. So regardless or not, if I think this is a playoff team, if they get to that spot where they're vying for a playoff spot, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to be a one-and-done football team? Are they going to just miss the playoffs? Because they don't have that killer instinct. They need their head coach to instill that killer instinct in them to just go out there and just beat teams, score points, make a play on defense. They do it their way, but they need an identity. They need that Chucky mindset from their head coach that they haven't been getting so far this year. Yeah, I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end you with one last question. It's going to be a one-word answer I want here because it's been flooding the chat. Um Fire Paul Gunther. It's not going to be yes or no. I want. I want. A, I want a yes or not yet. Yes. That's can why I, I said too. Go ahead. I'll give you a couple more words. <laughs> Four words. Not. <nah. laughs> I'm just. You know, you got, I got We all got a vent here. We all got a vent. Yeah. Yeah. I say yes. I. You know. And again, I don't want. Again, I'm not trying to call out anybody losing their job. I hate for people to lose their jobs, Same. especially with the the world that we live in. It, it sucks. Fine. But sometimes, and I go back to the Chiefs last year, firing the defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo takes over with exactly the same roster, and the defense kind of starts to click. They start to get an identity. You need, and Corey Littleton kind of said it this week with some of his comments, not calling out the coaching, but he's basically saying, I'm doing what the coaches tell me to do. So if you brought this high price free agent in that was supposed to fix the, 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 you know, covering the tight ends and tackling, and he's such a good defender, and he's just a non-factor, something's got to give. So Yes, I want to fire Paul Gunther. I, if it's Rod Marinelli, you can't tell me why Rod Marinelli should get the job after the way the defensive line yeah. has you know, really gone through the past couple of weeks. So I don't know if they just need a change. I, I think they might need it, but you can't do it this week going against the Chiefs. So maybe during the bye week. But, yeah, as we sit here right now, I just think the defense needs a new voice. I think they need something to try to shake things up a little bit because otherwise – this team's in for a long, long season if they can't stop anybody on defense. That's exactly where I said too, Eddie. Uh, well explained. That's why I have you on here because it's easier for you to just get on here and explain your thoughts, and I can just say, 
Yeah, same. I second I that. The, I need the vent, man. I, I just I feel like I feel like as Raider fans, we're just in one long, you know, evil cycle of just yeah. watching the same defenses over and over every year on the field, and it's frustrating because you don't feel like that. You don't feel like they're turning the page, and with an offense that's going to put up points like they do, twenty-five plus points a game or close to it, you should be closer in these games. And watching the defense get shredded week in and week out. It's just demoralizing as fans. I agree. Eddie, Bersili, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, for those that are listening on YouTube or uh, the podcast version, of course, make sure you subscribe to Eddie's podcast, Yards Per Attempt. And Eddie, uh, for those that uh, have the Sirius XM subscription or for those you can persuade, what is something cool that you have going on over there? Obviously, you are the executive producer of Sirius XM's NFL radio station. Uh, what's something cool that you guys have going on over there for uh, Raider Nation? I mean, Sirius XM NFL Radio for any. I mean, we you know we have the exclusive rights to the NFL package. You can listen to your favorite team's broadcast weekend, week out. Uh, I produce a show called The Sunday Drive on Sunday. It's basically the red zone on radio where you can hear live play-by-play and all that good stuff. We just got streaming rights, too, so you don't have to have an active subscription to hear your favorite team's play-by-play. You can stream it on your phone. A lot of cool features on NFL Radio, on Sirius XM NFL Radio, Channel 88, on Sirius XM. Check it out. Subscribe. I need a raise. Go subscribe now. <laughs> Good stuff. Eddie Bersili, man. Thank you for joining me, man. And I'm sure, uh, you know, like you said, you're the honorary guest. So let's, uh, we'll talk soon, I'm sure, right? Cody, always a pleasure, man. I'll talk to you soon. See you, man. Raider Nation. Okay. So we're going to take some callers here. Let's see how we do. There's the number. Call it. I don't know what's going to happen. We're just rolling the dice here, folks. We are just rolling the dice. We're going to see how this works out. Two losses. Obviously, frustrations and uh, anger is at an all-time high. Um, so we're going to start taking some callers here, and we're going to see where they end up. Obviously, there's a slight delay. So you'll be seeing this like seven or eight or nine seconds later than whenever I'm saying it. So we'll see what callers come through. Come with a topic or question. And we have, let's see here, bringing in our first caller. State your name, where you're calling from. What's going on, caller number one? Hey, Cody. What's going on, man? This is Ash from San Jose, California. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just very frustrated, man, over this loss, man. Same. And, man, I thought today, man, you know, personally for me, I thought today since both Ruggs and Edwards were going to be out, I thought the main key in it for us to winning this game was to get Josh Jacobs going. And he didn't really have a good game at all. I don't think he had a good game in general. Derek Carr, I've been very critical of Carr the last year or two, but so far these last four games, these first four games, he's looked very underrated. Nine touchdowns to zero interceptions. Obviously, he's got to fix the fumbles. You know that. Yeah, I agree. That play on when when we were driving and down two scores, man, fumbling the ball there. But no, man, like you know, I was very impressed with the um, with Carr today, man. Um, especially with very little. Uh, of a receiving core you had to deal with, with uh, having uh, Zay Jones and Nelson Aguilar to star on the outside, who I've been very impressed with by both, especially with Nelson Aguilar, man. I was very yeah. happy with the signing of Nelson Aguilar, mainly just for depth, but honestly, like, you know, he's been very key for us, and that gets me a little bit excited. Hopefully we can get um, Ruggs and Edwards back soon. But, yeah, man, um, I'm just calling in today, man, because I'm just so – I'm just so over Paul Gunther today, man. I'm just so yeah. over this guy, man. This defense, when you when you look at this defense and the players that we have on this defense, 
like a Corey Littleton, like a Nick Kwiatkowski, you know, Jonathan Abram coming back, and he's looking like a Pro Bowl safety, in my opinion. I know this sounds too far stretched, but he looks like an all-pro safety. Like, he looks mm-hmm. like he's going to be a star safety for us for years to come, man. And then Trevon Mullen, you know, I saw his grade on PFF. I think he has like a 93.8% or something like that, man. So we have the talent, obviously, Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, you know, Hurst as well. So we have the talent, man. But I feel like it's just – it's kind of the same situation with um, Ken Norton, where I feel like we're all misusing a lot of guys and, like, we're not putting in – um, players like, for example, Eric Harris, and I love Eric Harris. I love his story and whatnot, man. But yeah. I don't understand why we're not putting in Jeff Heath, in my opinion, man. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. It, it's just a mess, in my opinion, with the on the defensive side of the ball. I think this this defense is too talented to be where it has where it has been again the last few years, which has just been a bottom five defense, man, and just staying on the field on third down, man. You know keeping car off the field and one car and the offense off the field, man. It's just, it's, it's incredibly frustrating, man, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, no, absolutely. You had, you had a little bit of a loaded call there. Um, but there was a few things I want to hit on yeah, first shout out that I haven't. Off, <laughs> no, you're good. I like it. Um, you hit on a lot of key points that I like. Um, first off, I'd say with Josh Jacobs, I don't want to say that, um, I guess some quotes that he had like like a bad game, but I felt like he was very underutilized. Uh, like you said, coming in, you're thinking he's going to go off, but he came in and he wasn't really used a whole lot. Like he wasn't the focal point like I thought he should be. Um, and second, of course, with DC, very underrated. Um, I think a couple weeks ago he was officially the the Raider. Uh, I guess the most snaps, right? The most. Uh, starts by a Raiders quarterback in the history of uh, the Raiders, and now it's the most touchdowns in the history of the Raiders. Uh, so obviously it's a quarterback in a very crucial and critical and uh, concerning time, I guess. Uh, a lot of people are going to complain, yeah. but in the same breath, I don't think we don't fully understand who we have, what we have. Um, we're not you know, truly grateful, I, I think, enough for him. Um, but I do agree. Um, in the pocket, I, I made the note earlier, I felt like, Hey, if, you, if you're moving around in the pocket, get two hands on the ball. Uh, let's work on ball security in the pocket, and I think that's something now I think it's going to click in his head to emphasize, um, and I, I, I'm interested to see how that improves. Um, Paul Gunther, man, I, I I can't say anything else really about him. I just, um, yeah, it, you just got to wait for that time, I think, to kind of just pull the plug because it's not it's not working for me, man. But I appreciate the call, bro. Um, it was good stuff. You yeah. said you were calling from San Jose? Of course. Yeah, I'm calling from San Jose. By the way, um, you guys should check out my YouTube channel, Ash Raider. There we go. I'm working on 300 subs now. So, yeah, Ash Raider. Ooh, Ash Raider. One of the best on here. <laughs> Good, Good stuff, stuff, man. Cody. And congrats. I know you're not there yet, but congrats on 10,000 subs. Hey, I'm hoping I'm going to be there in just a little bit. We'll see how this show goes. But Ash yeah. Raider, make sure you guys subscribe. Get them over 300. So I just want to give you a early congrats, man. You're, you're doing a lot of good stuff, man, on this channel, man. I, I appreciate it. that, man. I appreciate that, man. Keep calling yeah, in, man. We'll you, talk man. soon. Of course, man. All right. Go Raiders. See ya. Caller number two. Caller number one. It, it, that was an extended call, very long. But caller number two, where are you calling from, man? What's going on? Hey, this is Ivan, and I'm calling from uh, Winston, California, the 209. There you go. What's going on, Ivan? Um, I think I talked to you, was it last week or the week before? Um, I think it was uh, after the very first uh, game. So there we go. Three weeks ago. Week yeah, one, you Ivan. The biggest, uh, following week. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right, Ivan. What are your thoughts, man? We're two and two. Um, what are your thoughts after this uh, Bills loss? I mean, I hate to say it, Cody. I've been a you know I've been a Raiders fan since the late '90s, and I got to say, it's just the same old Raiders, man. Uh, we've mm. had what uh, four winning seasons since then, and I mean, no matter what, from what I've seen, you know, as a 
lifelong fan that I've been watching football is just with this, no matter what defensive coordinator we have, what big name players we have or who we draft, the defense is always uh, mediocre or just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just whatever it is, even like last year, there was a time where the defense, it's almost like what it was now. Uh, susceptible it was given a big plays uh, but the offense was able to put up points and kind of keep us in games or six and four at one point and then by the wow. end of the year it's like the the team uh just i don't even know that they, they weren't sinking uh the offense the defense they couldn't get on the same page why can't we have a full 53 that's on the same page playing well that seems to be well groomed well coached well prepared um, for a game like, you know, kind of like we were a little bit against the Saints. But even then, I mean, there, there are shaky times. Why can't we get something where we get out there and we feel like, hey, the product on the field right now is the real deal. Um, it can really go the distance over weeks at a time. That's what I'm glad you bring up that topic because, you know, I feel the same way. Uh, that at what point do we say, why are we still the same football team that we've been watching all of our life? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, like I want to be optimistic about the team, like especially going mm-hmm. up against the Chiefs this weekend. But I mean, honestly, I I, I think we're going to get blown out. If I mean, if they're letting these past teams that we played up against put all these huge numbers up against our defense, I mean, we're going to go up against, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and et cetera. So I say just pull the plug after this game on Paul Gunther, uh, throw in Rod Marinelli. I know the D line's been underperforming, but at least hey, give them a, you know this week and then the bye week after this game, so the players get someone consistent with whatever scheme he wants to throw in. Because I mean, they can't get any worse than the numbers that the defense has been putting out there right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think at some point you got to pull the plug early in the season, give us a chance to regroup, whether that's now or like Eddie said, maybe in the bye week, um, give us that that breath of fresh air um, and be ready to go. But um, Ivan, appreciate you calling in for the second time, um, and I look forward to hearing from you in the future, man. All right, appreciate you putting in the time and doing this podcast, and uh, you know, hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. All right, take care. I just missed like three callers in a row, but that's okay. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Keep dropping your questions. The chat obviously is still very active. Two and two, guys. Um, I'm a guy that always sees glass half full. As the game is wearing off, I get it. Rough game, um, but there's a lot of things we need to clean up. Injuries, penalties, um, and hopefully find a way to game plan a little bit better. Here's third caller. Third caller, one of our last callers. Um, I might take a couple more. We'll see. State your name, man. Where are you listening from? What's going on? Hey, this is Colton from Dallas. Hey, we talked last week. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. Uh, here's here's kind of my quick synopsis of the game, or I guess how I'm feeling up the game. It's just like a quick, just that, like just completely just deflated, and uh, just you're you're they keep teasing us, you know? Like especially yeah. when we're we we uh, are moving the ball, and then of course, obviously. You know, got a fumble there, and the 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 big play that I, I feel like it hasn't been talked about yet because I feel like we've been beating a dead horse, and I and I'm on that train of you know the Paul Gunther thing, but I want to try to switch it up a little bit. And the big play that I think really really um, kind of put the nail in the coffin is the penalty or quote unquote penalty of Josh Jacobs lowering his uh, yeah his shoulder that automatically turned into his head somehow um, yeah and and then. Even the the passer was like okay, like sure. It just to me completely just like it. it, I don't know. I was so deflated after that. I just because we were moving, 
there was a lot of time. We had timeouts. Again, yeah. not to just ramble, but for me, I mean, again, I'm with the whole Gunther thing. It's just like win, lose, or draw. We're probably getting rid of him just because so, the bye week we have time to implement whatever we need to do. So that's my quick thought on that. But again, for me, the biggest play was the Josh Jacobs quote unquote uh, lowering of the you know his shoulder slash head. <laughs> yeah, between turnovers and between like like you're saying those couple like key. Penalties, and not just like little penalties. They're like major penalties. So, um, Colton, I, I appreciate you calling in again um, two in a row. Let's see if we can do three in a row next week, man. But I'm going to take this one last caller, and we'll talk soon, man. Cool, man. Thanks. All right. So the last caller I'm going to take here, it's a 559 number. Uh, state your name, man. Where are you calling from? 559. Raider Cody, what up, man? It's Danny from Fresno. Fresno. That's where we're at, man. Danny, I want to tell you something. Where you are planning – Right now, depending on how it goes, but one of the final games, I would say sometime in December, we might do a Thursday night game, the Chargers game, a primetime game, um, or maybe just a Sunday game in the afternoon. We'll see, but um, I'm planning another watch party like I do in Vegas. I'll be doing another one. I'll I'll say it now. I'm doing another watch party in Vegas. Uh, The Chiefs game, November 22nd, which is the Sunday night football game in Vegas, uh, home game, and then we're going to plan one in Fresno. A Fresno one, okay. Um, maybe, maybe with Doghouse Grill. I've been in, in talks with a few people over there in Fresno. Um, we're gonna okay. see what's going on. So, Danny from Fresno, better be there, man. What's going on? Oh, bro, you already know. You already know, man. Die hard. <laughs> oh, bro, heartbreaking. No, nope. even I, bro, to the O line, wide receivers. We had the ability to win this game, and and even with the defense, bro. Like everybody wants to talk crap about the defense, but check it out, man. We were in the game in the first half. It was only seven. You know what I mean? We were only down by one score, and we got the ball the second half. And we were in it in the, sec- in the second half as well, man. They held that team to, to 13 points in the second half. Everybody was talking about, oh, this, this, uh, this, this offensive freaking juggernaut in the Bills is going to come in and steamroll the Raiders. That didn't happen. Not at all. We beat ourselves yeah. today because of, because of offensive execution and, and uh, turnovers, okay? So – and this is second week in a row, man. And check it out, the defense last week, man, we looked good in the first half too. I'm still on that. Like we had how many three and outs against the Patriots? Like yeah. they were looking okay. So, I mean, we're not going to be the best defense. I say that every week. We're not going to be the best defense. But the offense needs to execute and they need to capitalize on, on, on the times that we get the ball, we need to score points. Going three field goals in a row was not the way to start the game, man. It was not the way to start the game. And I was really disappointed in that. I, I one thing I took notes, bro. Okay, Jacobs for sure underused. One play called pass. The one play call that was that was a pass to him right out of the backfield that got mm-hmm. called back by some BS by some BS penalty right leading with the helmet. That was that was so bad, bro. Yeah, I agree. We would have had that play. That that play was like 15 yards plus plus a 15 yard penalty roughing the passer. We would have mm-hmm. gone into end zone with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. We would have had a chance. So that yep. was annoying. Okay. And then you can't keep calling runs on first down in the stacked boxes, bro. Every first down, when I saw us get yeah. the first down, I'm like, they're, they're going to call a run. And look at all those guys in the box ready for Jacobs, bro. And every first down, what happened? Second and nine. Second yeah. and eight. We're not going to be positive after that. You know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. bad. The defense, like I said, the actually, oh, one thing, Waller. Where the heck was he at? Not saying he wasn't open, but why wasn't he more involved in the play in in the in the offensive game game plan? Like I don't get it. Like I agree. who who on the who who on the Bills defense was going to cover him? Who? Yeah. Josh Norman? No. No. I agree. Nobody was going to cover him. Like he could have been he could have been having a field day, bro. 
I, I said this over and over watching the game. We got too cute. We got too cute. Too cute. Yeah. Okay. The defense, the defense actually did okay. In my opinion, like I said, everybody had the bills coming in and, and steamrolling us, but you know what? They held, they held them to 17 points in the first half and 13 points in the second. That's good enough for us. We should be scoring 30 plus every game with our offense. No matter what, we should be scoring 30 plus every game. Okay. There's a way to yeah. do it. We could have did it. Okay. Like I said, Abrams baller. Abrams did great today. He made up for like his, his problems he had with filling in his gaps last week. He made it up for it today. He did well. Mullins baller to Harris. I don't know about Harris, man. I'm having second thoughts at first, at the beginning of the season. I thought, okay, they got faith in him. He's going to make some plays, but now I'm thinking like, who was that safety that we let go? We probably shouldn't have let him go. To be honest, might've could have gave him a shot. You know what I mean? We didn't have a preseason, so we really didn't see how that was going to pan out. Aguilar needs more targets. He needs more targets. He, he, I mean, look at that that one bomb that Derek Carr threw that got called back. Yeah, another BS that was penalty. Beautiful yeah, pass. That was, that was, oh my god! Like, who cares yeah. about the formation, bro? It's a touchdown. I know. It Such a no, chinsy it had, penalty. It had, yeah. So it had it had yeah. bearing on the play. Like it had, it gave us no advantage. It was formation call. Like for real, you could look past that. Like seriously, to all yeah. the holding calls that passed on us, like our D line was getting held all day. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we can go all for days. Then full kick has been used a little bit more too. But at the end of the day, I'm not a coach, but I'm just a diehard Raider fan who's heartbroken because I saw a game that we definitely could have had and we didn't. So <laughs> I agree. Danny from Fresno, man. I appreciate you calling, man. Appreciate talking to you every single time because I know you're one of the OG callers that I always called during the podcast too. So um, I'm sure, bro, yes, uh, tough loss, two and two. Uh, you know, there's still a chance to look up and turn this thing around. Obviously, we're only quarter way through the season. Uh, there's plenty of times, you know, just like we were against the Saints. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we flipped it around. Yeah. We can we can get things going. There's there's some positives there. There's things that are looking good. If we can get healthy, get through the bye week um, and see what we can turn the rest of the season into. But, Danny, man, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll talk again soon, man. Yes, sir. No doubt. Raider Nation, eh? looking forward to that watch party at the Doghouse. Hopefully that happens. Let's go. There's a few places, man, but Doghouse right now I think is leading. I talked to the dude uh, uh, about a week ago, and we'll see what happens, man. We'll keep you in touch. There you go, bro. All right, man. Talk to you later, buddy. See you, man. There it is. Okay, final caller. Shout out again to Stage Door Casino. The Stage Door Casino hotline coming in clutch for us with the callers, with the guests, with everything going on. And, of course, every time we make our trip to Las Vegas. So whenever you guys are there, home game, away game, whether you can go to the game or not go to the game, you go to Stage Door Casino, and that is the unofficial. My, like I said, this is me saying it, the unofficial spot for Raider Nation. For me, it's my official spot to go to and watch the game you will always see me every time you hear about me being in las vegas i will be at stage door casino because that's where i feel the most at home oh man raider nation what else is there to say that's it two and two it's where we're at we're a 500 team as it stands and uh it's not about how you get knocked down it's about how you get back up and we're going to see what we can do we're going to see what we can turn the season into but obviously there's a lot of corrections we need to make ball security is one of them uh getting after the quarterbacks another one of them being able to create turnovers is another one of them. Special teams getting a little bit more cleaned up, right? I don't want to see a, a, a ball getting returned to the 15-yard line. Let's see what we can do. So, Raider Nation, I appreciate you guys jumping on. If you haven't already, subscribe. Subscribe right now. I'm trying to hit 10,000 subscribers. I can uh, maybe check where I'm at right now, but we're at 10K. There it is. We're at 10K subscribers. So, shout out. Appreciate that. It feels good to hit the goal. Uh, 10,000 subscribers is huge feels great um but bigger than that let's get a win next week big game not the way we want to go into it but uh big game so if you haven't already 
Uh, leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast version of the podcast. And uh, I'll be seeing you midweek whenever we preview our matchup versus the Chiefs. So, peace. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.